on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Welcome back to High Tide. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the proposed wind farms off the New South Wales coast, and and I have been accused of being biased in this, not presenting both sides of the story, and there's good reason for that. I just can't see the pros, and there seems to be a lot of cons. At the moment, the Newcastle and Port Stephens Game Fishing Club president, uh, Troy Radford's going to join us online, because Troy, good morning to you. Thank you for your time so early in the morning. You've been pretty heavily involved in in this proposal and chatting with you during the week there's some pretty shocking details that you've got yeah good morning thanks for having us yeah that's that's correct um the the details on what the federal government is proposing is quite astonishing to think that our own government would even entertain doing something so terrible to our environment now the biggest thing I think everybody sort of is sitting back and being complacent about is they think, well, how is this going to affect us? It's going to be offshore. But these are massive, massive plans that they have. Yeah, that, that's correct. These things are ginormous. Um, to, to give you a bit of an idea on how big these things are, they're, they're 260 metres high. So <clears throat> for all the local people out there, Yakabar Headland, which is actually a small mountain, is only 220 metres high. Um, Sydney Sydney um, Harbour Bridge is half the size of this at 130 metres high. So these things are twice the height of Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, and they're, they're going to actually be spread out over a zone of, of 1,800 square kilometres, which is actually bigger than Greater London. So it's a, it's a massive area. And they're massive objects that supposedly will float in the ocean and harness the wind for the energy. So it's, it's, it's really hard to believe that something so big can be put out at sea um, and it will be visible for the public to see. And you'll be able to see this from, from land, will you? Definitely. That's, that's correct. Um, oh. some, something that big, will, you'll be able to see it from miles away. So when, when we actually fish out at sea on the continental shelf, which is 25 to 30 kilometres out to sea, we can actually see Tomaree and Yakabar headlands. Um, and these things are bigger than that, spread for, for a distance of 90 kilometres. Um, so it's, it's unbelievable to think that something that big can be spanned over such a huge area. It's going to affect everyone. And the, the length of these proposals, now just, just fill us in with the details that you've got. I believe that there's three proposals in total just for this area, exclude Illawarra, but three individual companies that could potentially be running these. So we could have like 100 kilometres of these in a line. How are we going to get out past the shelf to go fishing? Well, that, that's correct. And I've, I've been fortunate enough, I suppose, to, I've actually spoken with Chris Bowen's office and I've actually been lucky enough to speak with some of these companies that are proposing to um, develop these turbines in this zone. So the zone actually runs from north of Broughton Island all the way south past Redhead. Now, they vary in distance off the coast, anywhere from 15 kilometres um, to, to 20 kilometres off the coast. And the width of, of roughly sort of 10 to 15 kilometres wide for that whole distance. So these companies are vying for a licence 
to do their research, supposedly, um, to do their environmental impact statements and their feasibility studies for this to go ahead. Now, Chris Bowen's office said to me in a meeting that they plan on issuing three licences for these areas. One, one company alone that I've sat down with, they're proposing 115 of these turbines. Um, with, with that, they're going to have three floating substations these turbines are floating um, with mass structures under the water. They, a bit like a um, oil oil rig platform, I suppose you'd call it. So these are going to be anchored to the sea floor. These companies, in their paperwork that they're putting towards the government, um, talk about they've got to level the sea floor off. They will anchor these big things to the ocean floor, and they will float, um, and it runs the distance of Broughton Island to Redhead. So the, not only the, the damage that it's going to do to the environment with um, the ecosystem, the fish, the whales, the bird migration, vessels aren't going to be allowed to travel anywhere near these objects. Now, the state government or the federal government has actually put in law when they've zoned this that it's a 500-metre exclusion zone. So for a yacht or a, a powerboat or a fishing boat or, or any vessel... They've got to stay away 500 metres off these turbines. So to be able to access some of these grounds, you're going to have to travel all the way north of Broughton Island to go out to the continental shelf and come all the way back down to, um, to get back in. You know, it's a 90-kilometre stretch. It's not feasible. It just it can't work. Especially if the, the swells are up. I mean, it, it's almost... I'm not trying to overdo this, Troy, in any way, shape or form, but if you get out there and the weather conditions change and it, it chops up, really, you, people's lives are being put in danger. It, it, exactly right. And that's... We, we get the nor'easter of an afternoon or in the summer months. Um, it could blow 25 to 30 knots out there. They expect vessels to travel potentially 90 kilometres up the coast in, in horrendous conditions to come back into port. It's, um, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing that could actually happen. Um, the other thing with these turbines people don't realise is that they, they affect the radar system with vessels. So any vessel coming in and up and down the coast, when they get close, their radar won't work. So if we've got boats, vessels, yachts, ships travelling up and down the coast at the night time, they're not going to actually be able to pick these radar with the radar. Won't be able to pick up these turbines. So we have a chance of collisions, um, which is another issue. It's a, it's a huge issue. Interesting to know, Troy. Since I spoke to you during the week, I was chasing up a few scientists out of the United States because there's similar proposals on the east coast of the United States of America at the moment, and many, many scientists came out and said, "Hey, listen." You know, we've got record numbers of beached whales happening on the east coast of the United States at the moment. This is happening for a reason. We need to find out why this is happening. And the, the biggest thing they keep pointing to are these wind farms. Now, I've got to point out, in fairness to those that are for it, this is not proven. Yet I could not get one of five scientists that I spoke to to come on the program to talk about a quote-unquote controversial subject. So it tells you that it's they can bring out all the environmental impact studies that they like. It's going to have an impact on the environment. Yeah, these, these turbines, you've got the, the electricity cables running in the water. 
So they generate an electromagnetic field, which in turn will be in the water. They also put off a harmonic with them spinning in the air that put a vibration in the water. Now, most sea life work on um, electro fields in the water. Um, they communicate through their noise in the water. So if we've got all this disruption in the water, it leads to one thing, and that's disaster. Um, and yet these whales that are travelling up and down the coast are going to be really hit hard. Um, and yet we see it overseas that there's a lot of whales washing up. Um, there was some overseas there that when they actually did the autopsy, all their ears were bleeding. And they believe it's from these electromagnetic fields and the, the noise in the water. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, it, it, it's still not quite proven yet. So hence the reason that these wind farms need to be stopped until there's further investigation before we go and harm um, all these beautiful creatures that are swimming up and down in the, the ocean. And we all want environmentally f- uh, friendly forms of energy. This is not about just you know, slamming an idea for the sake of slamming an idea, but there needs to be a lot more consultation. There needs to be a lot more given, uh, particularly to fishos uh, that are, are heading out. And this, we're talking commercial here as well as recreational in being able to get to these grounds safely. Are our radios going to work when we're clo- close to these things? Are we going to have problems if something goes wrong where we can't communicate with marine rescue? So what can we do about it, Troy? How can we, um, how can we rally together to let the government know that this is not on? So at the moment, we've got a couple of things going on. We've got a petition out there um, to, to stop the wind farms off Port Stephens and Newcastle. So if your listeners go to our website, Newcastle Port Stephens Gamefish Club, there's links there um, and you can print off the petition. We urge everyone to sign it. We're, we need to get 10,000 signatures and we're going to take that to Parliament and we're going to march in, bang on their door, and we're going to demand that, that the government listens to us. We're also um, in the process now of organising a, a rally, and that's on the 7th of October. Um, it'll be in Port Stephens somewhere. Um, so we're going to get all the people together. We're going to invite all the politicians and all the, all the people involved in this to speak, um, to put their side forward so that the people can hear what's going on. Because, unfortunately, it was all done underhandedly. There wasn't a a good enough consultation period. They, they had a 65-day consultation period for something so big. They only received 2,000 um, submissions, but out of those 2,000 submissions, 66% of people were against the wind farm, yet they still decide to do it. Um, I also urge all the listeners out there to, to send an email to your local members and asking them, guys, what side of the fence do you sit on? What, what are you doing? Um, because if we don't all stand up and ask questions, this is going to happen and it's going to um, affect another ecosystem. Troy, I really appreciate your time this morning. We're going to whack a link on our Facebook uh, page, the High Tide Facebook page, with uh, a link to um, to your website so that people can readily uh, access this. Now, they have to print it out, sign it, and, and you want these as written written documents because then you can take them and pl- literally plonk them down on the minister's desk, right? That's correct. So if you can print it off, sign it, have your partners sign it, um, your neighbours, Anyone that's um, got any any interest in the environment, um, please sign it 
and send it back to us. Um, also, there's there's a lot of businesses up here in, in the Hunter, um, Port Stephens and Newcastle. There's a list on on our on our another Facebook page, Port Stephens Fishing Page. So it lists all the businesses that are behind it. Um, I think right now there's like 85 to 100 businesses that have that have got the petition in their stores. So if you can get along to there and sign it, um, we'll get this pile of signatures, this petition, and we'll go to Canberra with it and we'll bang on their door and we'll demand answers and we'll demand that they listen to the people. Well, Troy, thank you so much for flying the flag for us. I really appreciate you coming on this morning and, and taking the time to have a chat with us. Besides that, how's the game fishing going up there? Is there reasons to smile? Yeah, no, it's um, been a pretty good season. It was probably the hottest hottest season we've had on Marlin uh, for, for 25 years. And, yeah, it's shaping up to be a good season again this summer. We've um, had a lot of yellowfin this season about, so a lot of boats getting out there, getting in amongst the action and getting the elephant, so it's been great. Well, Troy, thanks again for your time, and uh, hopefully that, that the joys of fishing can continue beyond these wind farms. Thanks for your, having a chat this morning. Thanks for having us. This is High Tide. I'm going to whack uh, the link to that uh, website up on our Facebook page right now. So do go along, click on it. It'll be, you'll see halfway down the page there's Wind Farm Partition. Just click on that and the document will come up for you. We'll be back with more right after this break. Talking Sport, weekdays from three. There's been recommendations that we, we've got to put a statue up in yeah. this. Why? I came fourth. I want to make sure that nobody forgets what our Socceroos did at the World Cup. Only just beaten by the world champions of the men's game. On the statue, saw the Matildas. Yeah. yeah. Number four, I think it's a bit of virtue signalling. Weekdays from three. Steve Lee says, as we're about to go to a break, evening, Mr Hughes, or in Spanish, that would be buenas noches, <laughs> senor. <laughs> Thank you, Graham, for yet another tip. Tip on to the soccer bit with the kids. Yeah. One of my mate's kids was, was pretty good, you know, and it costs so much if you're into the reps. Oh, yeah, it's massive. Once you step up, it costs thousands. Listen, I, um, I love you. You're the goats of all radio, I reckon. We, we often talk about know. like rather than love, uh, Jim, but anyway. Yeah. Such a strong well, word, love. Thank I love you. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2SM. Talking Sport. We all answer questions every day for all kinds of reasons. Soon, your answer will help make an important decision for Australia. A referendum will be held this year on whether to alter the Constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. All Australian citizens aged 18 and over must vote and the government must act on what Australia decides. Your answer matters. Learn more at aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. Brain tumour. Migraine. Dementia. Have you Dementia. or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au There is no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670-8888. For ultimate braking performance on your off-road adventures, fit Bendix Ultimate Four-Wheel Drive Brake Pads. 
Their high-tech ceramic formulation provides low dust and noise while delivering high-temperature stability and exceptional fade resistance. They also feature our mechanical retention system backing plate for improved pad attachment strength. Bendix Ultimate 4-Wheel Drive Brake Pads. Bendix. Put your foot down with confidence. Beaumont's want you to be able to afford your dream space, so they created Beaumont Max. Their maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Tiles under 20 and subways from under 30 bucks. Choose Beaumont Max today. 2SM. Sydney's talking. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Well, it's that time of the day when we step outside with Paul Burt. See what I did there, Paulie? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Not too bad. And Mr. Blake's back on deck and he missed the air show. He went to the other side of Australia. Has the man got intelligence or not? Oh, he, mate, I've got to say, Blake is probably one of the most intelligent blokes that I know. Seriously. Like you've, he, got, you've, got, you've got a limited amount of people, you know. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what, what I can tell you what. I can count, I can count them all on one finger. But, okay, good. But, but, you know, but, well, you've got your own air show, mate, when you fly around. You're looking around, looking down at, at us plebs down here. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you've yeah. got your own show going, buddy, wherever you go. Um, and, and that's a good thing. But the air show on the Gold Coast... What a success. After I spoke to you guys last Sunday morning, it just was it was off the scale. Like it was it was ten out of ten. It was it was brilliant. It was a great concept. Came came to fruition and uh mate, it was um it was bloody good. It was you know, I don't like to spruik about too many things that isn't to do with fishing and boating or anything, but it was bloody good, eh? <laughs> well it was over most of it was over water, so it sort of counts. Yeah, 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 absolutely, it kind of does. But they had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boats all offshore within that kilometre mark to, to see the exclusion zone right on the edge of it. And mate, they were all rafted up. There was no wind. There was no swell on the ocean. It was just like having it on an inland lake. It was absolutely perfect. And the beaches were just packed. It was it was something I've never seen before. And I tell you what, it was a huge success. Did it's you, good to see, but because it's all about the boating lifestyle. So the people are out using their yeah, boats around the beach and looking at the boats saying, I wouldn't yeah. mind being out there. Yeah, well, I said I said to Alyssa on Sunday morning, because I said, oh, we'll put the boat in, we'll go out there and raft up with a couple of a couple of friends we've got. And, and uh, they're the other second-tier friends, Blakey, from you, by the way. And, um, <laughs> they, uh, and, and we, um, mate, I got up and there's a little bit of southwest and I checked the weather report. It was going to be like eight knots. So I thought, southwest, eight knots. This is going to be a little bit bumpy and had the in-laws on the boat and all that jazz. And I just thought, you know what? I just don't want to deal with, oh, I'm not feeling well and I need to come in. No, no I'm staying out for the day. So I said, let's just go to – so we went down to the beach, dumped the, do- dumped the boat idea, and we put a brolly up, put a big blanket down, put a heap of chairs around it. Well, I didn't realise that – we look like a landing point for the parachutists coming down from the sky. Life <laughs> <laughs> not surprised right. me this story. <laughs> right. And 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 it was um and everyone else, there's people everywhere. But you look down and so even the pilot I took out fishing on Tuesday, um, mate Aaron DeLouis, he said he goes, even from up top I could see your blanket. Like, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> So anyways. <laughs> We got the best spot in the house. It was fine. <laughs> Did you catch any fish? That's it. Yeah, that's the part. No, but a seal turned up. 
<laughs> a seal, a seal turn, we don't get seals in Queensland, boys. And a seal turned up into the gutter at surface and watched the air show. And about a pot of 50 dolphins turned up. It was amazing. It was great. And you, could, you wouldn't have thrown your line in the air because a, a hornet jet came down so close to the, uh, to the ground. It was ridiculous. So... Good so, uh, yeah, you couldn't fish. There's no way. No, nah, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but it was good. Really good weekend. But lots of fish this week, guys. I ended up going out, as I was mentioning, um, Monday and Tuesday. And, you know, the snapper season opened Wednesday a week ago. And it is just phenomenal. Right? There's so many snapper. Beautiful to see. And it's not hard to bag out. Your bag limit on snapper is four per person in Queensland. Uh, 35 centimetres minimum. New South Wales, 10 per person, 30 centimetres minimum. So, you know, I think it'd be nice to see New South Wales following in Queensland's footsteps on that because, you know, they're a little bit bigger and, you know, you can go out there and catch four. It's not a lot. Uh, maximum boat is only eight. So if you've got three people on board, eight. Two people on board, eight. One person on board, four. And only one fish over 70 centimetres. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the fish we're catching were between that 60 and 70 centimetre mark. And no undersized fish, they're all two to three kilos, and they were just thick as thieves. You know, it was incredible. So we've got some beautiful snapper, the pearl perch from the bite, some beautiful amberjack. You know, it was just a um, awesome fishing. And then we uh, hit the fads, 36 is northeast of the Seaway and 42 is northeast of Spot X, um, loaded with dolphin fish. Anyone uh, keen to get out there and try some dollies? Um, no need to get live bait. Just go out there, cube up some pillies, and just put a hook in one, 40-pound fluorocarbon leader, 2-0 gamakatsu octopus hook. Uh, cut a pilly into fourths and just put a cube onto your hook and chuck it out. Like, it's not hard. And they are everywhere. But they're not big. They're probably uh, minimum size for dollies up here is, uh, what is it, 50 centimetres, uh, maximum of five per person. Um, you'll catch you'll catch that on in two drifts. Like, it's not hard. So you can get your bag limit, uh, a couple of people on board or three people on board, you can have 15, no problem, four people, 20. So there's a lot of dollies out there and, and good fun to catch and uh, they're great eating as well. Inshore, Flathead City, uh, they're everywhere, mate. They're, there's so many Flathead bit of a problem is the snotweed that's coming through the canals in Broadwater and Moreton Bay at the moment. It's a bit of a hassle, uh, but that's okay. So the flatties are around most of the flats and creek and river entrances all the way from the Clarence River at Yamba up through to Evans Head, Tweed River around Copperkai Lake, Terranora Lake, there's heaps in there. Uh, Gold Coast Seaway through to Crab Island, Pandanus Island at the Pin, Klinger Bank at the Pin. All those banks around the entrances uh, have been firing and I'd be using 85 mil squidgy fish. Uh, in black and gold would work well. Um, also, your gulp um, turbo shrimps being firing on your four-inch. Um, and for those after whiting, they have finally come into the rivers. So we're seeing good catches of whiting around the council chambers in the Narang River. Don't need to go out and dig bloodworms and all that jazz. Used to do that years ago, but now, you know, beachworms now. You know, you're still going to catch 20 or 30 fish easily, even more if you wanted to. Um, they're around in good numbers. And uh, heaps of diver whiting up off... Uh, uh, Redcliffe at the moment as well and of course in Moreton Bay itself so loads of fish about guys and uh, yeah it looks as over this weekend bit of southerly breeze pushing through might just hamper those in small craft so you know sort of five metre craft and under it's going to be a bit bouncy out wide uh, or even on the 18s and 24th undergrounds uh, you've got that morning tide change so just be aware on the coastal bars but um, yeah it's going to be uh, it's going to be doable just a bit sloppy for the weekend Sounds good to me Oh, I think so too, mate. Everything's good. It's just Saturday. You know, sun's shining. It's 24 degrees on the on the GC today. It's going to be bloody awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. They're spoiled with the weather up there. They are so spoiled. I've got a friend, Blakey, that I speak to each week, uh, a form analyst up in Queensland, and he does the uh, Sunshine Coast. Paul Joyce is his name. And every single time I ring him, mate, 
It's so beautiful up here at the moment. I'm like, shut up, Paul. Oh, <laughs> mate, it's gold. I actually had a, a mate. I took a I took a lifeguard out fishing last Monday, and another fella, another mate of mine, he's actually my hair barber, hair stylist. He's, uh, he, <laughs> his name's Nick, and he looks like um, Jason Momoa out of Aquaman, right? Same hair, same facial features, and and a muscly, just tatted up dude. And I took him out fishing, and Rob, he's um, he's been a lifeguard here on the Gold Coast, professional lifeguard his whole life. And uh, so I took both boys out fishing and had a great time. But Rob rings me up the other day, and this fellow who moved from Sydney, I'm just talking about people who moved from Sydney to the Gold Coast, um, is um, Tim Bailey from X Channel 10 Weatherman down there. And uh, he gets on the blog because I did a show on Channel 10 with Tim Bailey many moons ago called Gone Fishing. And we ran around the country. Uh, you know, we didn't pay for anything, so we absolutely had a ball. And it was awesome. Man, it was such a good time. And he gets on the phone and he goes, bloody birdie. I said, Tim Bailey, what are you doing up here? And he goes, I'm living at Runaway Bay near your mum and dad. And I went, oh, my God, there you have it. So a lot of Sydney siders moving to the light, seeing the Queensland's Gold Gold Coast and enjoying the, uh, the beautiful lifestyle. Yeah, and they're raising the IQ of both states. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on for a second, there, bloody <laughs> Let's let's no, talk about let's talk about cock, you. Cock, let, yeah, hey, let's, hey, Paul, Paul. Yeah. Besides real estate advice, where can we find out more about fishing? Where can we see the next edition of Step Outside? <laughs> well, if you if you're heading up to um to the uh you know Captain Cook's um point wherever he's out there at 1770, have a coffee with with Blakey when he zooms in every weekend. Uh, but other than that, um mate, yeah, step outside, jump onto the YouTube channel. What's that thing called? The YouTube channel. What's that thing, Grant? You know more about it than I do, and I own it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the YouTube thing? Isn't it you jump on and you just watch stuff? You just type it in. Just type in Step Outside in your YouTube search engine and Paul Burt will come up. (laughs) And do you like it or subscribe to it or something? You you subscribe and hit the notification bell. I'm going to send you a script. I'm going to send you a script. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. That's good. We chat tomorrow? I don't know. After this phone call, I might see Bugger off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that is Paul Burt from Step Outside here on High Tide. We may catch up with him tomorrow. We may not. We'll see how it goes. Back in hey, a moment. Who won the origin? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> from sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. The world needs natural resources to build and power our future. For 25 years, Glencore has mined the coal, metals and minerals that advance everyday life, that power our homes and businesses and are used in almost everything around us, from electric cars to smartphones and smart homes. Making Glencore one of the world's largest mining companies you've probably never heard of. For more, visit glencore.com.au. Glencore. Advancing everyday life. Trying to get to footy training on time. Leaving early to avoid peak hour traffic. 
Grabbing those last-minute ingredients for tonight's dinner. Do it safely and with confidence on Maxxis tyres. Designed and built for delivering performance when you want it and safety when you need it. Maxxis tyres deliver great value without compromising on safety. Maxxis tyres. Find out more today at maxxistires.com.au. That's M-A-X-X-I-S. Maxxistires.com.au. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine eight. Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales, what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. Is that the offer for my car already? Yep. Now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over, and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer. The hassle-free way to sell your car. Season C supply. Coming home, we're coming. Hi, Mark Taylor here. This year I'm celebrating 25 years with Fujitsu. Get a digital prepaid MasterCard worth up to $450 with any eligible Fujitsu air conditioner. Plus, go in a draw to win a share of $250,000. Come home to Fujitsu Comfort. It's Australia's favourite air. Purchase eligible model by 31st July 23. Claim by 29 September 23. Retain receipts. Permits New South Wales TP02527. ACT TP2300451. SAT22327. T's and C's and exclusions apply. See website. News. Sport. Talk. 2SM1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Fishing down the river again. Welcome back to High Tide. Time to find out how things have been going down the south coast. And to do that, we catch up with the man who's brought to us with the good wishes of ProLuaAustralia.com.au, Greg Reed. G'day, sir. How are you? Oh, very good morning. Not bad at all. Now, Blakey, last week, Mr. Reed yeah. announced that at this time of year, he doesn't go fishing because it just doesn't work down where he is. I want to see if that's changed this week because... Oh, that was taken out of context. <laughs> was it? What were yeah. you replying? Um, I don't go fishing in St George's Basin. Anymore. That's it. That's yes. It. I'll, yes. I'll back him on that one. That's what he, he said before. Yeah. Has yeah. that changed and... this week at all, my friend? No, <laughs> no, it hasn't, mate. No, we've still got... What have we got a week to go? No, we've got five days or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, nah, but it, it's, it's, it's warming up, like... Spring's pretty much here. Nights are still cold. Days are starting to get nice. Um, all the, all the, you know, all the, all the blossoms are out on the, starting to come out on the tree. So it's shifting. Um, I had a look yesterday afternoon. There's no sort of floodies where where I expect them to be. Like this time of year, they, they, they just come up into the shallows. The prawns generally will come out and start to be active once we get a couple of degrees in water change. Once we get into sort of you know, a solid double double digits, which yeah. and it kind of hovers between sort of nine degrees and twelve degrees over winter, depending on where you are. And they just got dormant, so we're above that now. We're we're around about sort of thirteen, fourteen degrees now. So it's only another week or so, I reckon. I like I like anywhere between sixteen to twenty. And is 16, that is 16 that, to 
Where he's created any good fishing uh, down your way? Uh, the, the, once again, it's just the basin's just dormant. Uh, yeah. But it's really weird because you know I was I was actually chatting to Craig McGill last week and he got a he got a personal best estuary perch out of out of another system the shallow, <coughs> shallow and river just a little bit north of us here and um, <laughs> it was fifty three centimeters he got on the clone prawn too I've com- converted Craig and probably a million other anglers to the clone prawn um, yeah so the other systems up and down from here are quite amazing you know mate i watched i watched a full-blown male bull seal tear apart a mulloway in brackish water last week up a skinny little creek where you're going what are you doing up here first of all it's like what are you doing up here mate like it's brackish water it's, it's cold and, and then all of a sudden he's just hit the surface with this like meter 10 dew in his mouth gone, oh, oh that's why you <laughs> chased him up there yeah, well, the Mulloway, Mulloway push up into the estuaries in winter and that they will actually sit actively on the um, – and they spawn in the estuaries. So they'll actually sit on that brackish, brackish divergence. And here, here's, here's a tip for you if you want to chase dewies. It's sort of – it's that last deep hole right on the first confluence of the brackish. So where you start to get that first lot of brackish, the next deep hole downstream from there is generally where they'll hang. And that and that changes, you know, depending on 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 precipitation levels. And you know, we've had a lot of rain. That that obviously that that threshold moves up and down the river. And, um, but you get a lot of jelly prawns, like really small prawns, right up um, right up in the brackish this time of year as well. Um, the perch would have spawned in late July, so they've all really pushed right up. Um, the bass are really thinking about once we need a flood. Well, yeah, flood would be good, but we need a good rain now. If we get a good rain in September, that's when the bass, all the bulk of them, really start to run up into the shallows. Uh, shallows into the fresh. I'll have another coffee. Um, they'll start to run up into the fresh. So, yeah, look, another week for the basin, but a lot of the estuaries either side of it, right up and down the coast, they're all fishing really well at the moment. No, most of them have all winter. Um, a lot of brim sort of pushed back into the estuaries now. So we've got no swell at all. Um or very little swell out the front at the moment. So might might be a good weekend for some luderick or some um, rock drummer, uh, some blackfish or pig, uh, rock blackfish pigs. Um, reports of a few kings around. Um, apparently the bulk of the tuna have sort of swum off, you know, the, out, out wider here at the moment as opposed to down south. Um, beaches, beaches will fish pretty good this weekend. We've got late afternoon high tides at the moment. I'll probably like Sunday's tide more towards sunset. Um, a bit better. Um, what else? Yeah, all in all, yeah, we're just just waiting, waiting for that little, you know, couple of warm days now, and um, it'll be game on in the next couple of weeks. Well, it'll it'll improve dramatically in the basin in the next couple of weeks. Um, Jervis Bay is great; it's crystal clear and, and fishing pretty well for all the usual stuff at the moment. I tell you what, Greg, it'll improve in my household too if it gets a bit warmer. And the missus won't be complaining about the cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of all. I don't know, we all sort of hang for winter down here when it happens, but by the end of winter we're ready for spring now. So, But, I mean, the days are, the days are really nice. Um, nights are just still really cool at the moment. But um, if, you, if you are going to have a little flick off the rocks, I would watch tomorrow off. What have we got? Um, probably maybe even late this afternoon, but certainly by tomorrow afternoon and first thing Monday, we've got a really, really long range um, south swell coming. It might be sort of one to two metres, but this system that it's coming off, it, like the centre of this low was nine, 
I think um, 9.38 last night and sustained winds of nearly 65 to 70 knots, but it's right on the polar caps um, and well, well, well south. Like it's out of any conventional, um, um, you know, bomb chart or anything like that. Use Windy TV and you can see where this Cyclops big, big low is. So that's going to throw some really long range, long period, um, you know, smallish sort of groundswell into the mix. And they're the ones that sort of get you where it's flat and then all of a sudden you get a set of half a dozen waves every half an hour. So that'll be that type of scenario. Um, arriving late, maybe late this Arvo, but I'd, I'd bank on it sort of filling in tomorrow and then holding for early Monday morning. Okay. Yeah, that weather's all really good. It's um, pretty glorious here on the south coast. <laughs> get in and enjoy it. That's the way yeah. to go. Yeah, we'll and do. don't forget the pro lures. Don't, don't forget it. Okay. Thanks, Greg. Much all appreciate right. it. Have a great day. Okay, bye. Greg Clear. Reed from down south. Back with more of High Tide soon. Afternoons with Brent Boltitude. Look, unfortunately, too many arms of government telling us what to do. It starts with your local council, then it follows through to state politics, and of course it ends up with federal politics. That's right, and I mean, nothing ever gets repealed, does it? Oh, this is for your own good, we're going to put this in. They just slowly eat into your personal choices, until one day we won't have any personal choices left. Brent Boltitude has Sydney talking. The last end of financial year deals are on now with great savings across the range. Get $1,000 free accessories on the two-seat Ranger 570, the three-seat Ranger Northstar and the six-seat Ranger Northstar Crew. Get 2,000 free accessories on the upgraded 23 Ranger Diesel and a whopping $3,000 free accessories on the Ranger XP1000. On top of that, finance is also available to approved purchases at a 6.99% rate. Don't miss out. See your local Polaris dealer. Polaris, think outside. G'day, Merv Hughes here. New Farm's been there for Aussie growers for 100 years through prosperity and heartache, drought and flame, through the unprecedented and through innovation. New Farm's high-quality crop protection products are formulated right here in Australia because Aussie growers are tougher together through choosing Australian. New Farm understands local conditions and the importance for Aussie growers to have the right products at the right time. New Farm, Australian through and through. To learn more, visit newfarm.com.au. Hot potty you've ever seen Ring comes on steady Hot and strong It just keeps on and on Save on hot water energy use By up to 73% With Ream Ambi Heat Heat Pump Install the Except nothing less Than Australia's best because they specialise in strata complex unit and commercial building repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists that you can trust and you really can trust them. They're good. So if you do need repairs or you do need refurbishments or maintenance to your strata complex or unit or commercial building, Network Construction Services are the leaders in remedial building work. Call Steve, 98085673. Your flight centre, night centre, see the starry light centre, cruise centre, tours centre, are you insured centre? Stay young, have some fun, follow the sun, take the plunge, easy done centre, island top, over the top, one stop shop, never stop, your centre, our centre, flight centre. 
at the Centre for 40 years. Centre. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 15 minutes away from 7 o'clock time now to head off to Duff's Salamander Bait and Tackle. Hey, Blakey, I've got to tell you, that yeah. mate takes more holidays than you. Good morning, Tony. <laughs> Good morning, fellas. How you going? <laughs> Not too bad. How's it been yeah, up there? Okay. Yeah, no, all good. He, he obviously has a plan, but anyhow, he has a A cunning plan. Plan. A cunning plan. That's right. <laughs> we we actually got him I'm watching the whole that. whole Blackadder series again now. So it's good. Yeah. No, he was uh, Matt. He said to oh, us the last Matt, time. Yeah. He oh, said Matt. I have to go and watch it again. Yeah. Well, that's it. But look, you know, cracking day here this morning. Um, quite a few boats heading out this morning. So um, a lot of fish being taken around the bay. Um, some nice flathead up around the top of uh, the oyster racks at Lemon Tree Passage. Uh, still some nice quality broom around. Uh, and uh, red rig's still been taken off the break wall. So, you know, plenty of good fishing to be had around at the moment. So, um, outside that, not a great deal happening. I listened... Uh, bits and pieces of of your talk this morning with Troy from the Game Fishingman Club. Uh, certainly interesting times. Um, uh, like a, an example of the vibration that's put through the water from those turbines is if you get a tuning fork and give it a whack and stick it near a fish tank, the fish take off. Well, that's good. They'll stay away from the exclusion zone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on a positive, at least we'll be able to catch them because they won't be there. Doing it for you. I noticed that you've got your the website up already. So. Yes. The only thing he didn't mention there was there will have to be a channel in and out of Newcastle for all the ships to come and go. They're not going to go up round Broughton or down south, so there will no, be a channel. In, there will be a channel in and out. So you've yeah, got to put a little bit of perspective uh, back in that. Yeah, well, that's true, but look, you know, nothing's, nothing's a done deal at this oh, stage, that's right. as, look, yeah. as I believe, you know. And we're more uh, than happy to have somebody on from the government to balance the argument. I've got no problem with that. Or the Greens. No. <laughs> but, maybe, you know, maybe. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it, um, if we live in the, a true democracy, um, the people should win out. Hey, that doesn't matter. The, the minorities are normally the most vocal. morning up here this morning so if you're looking to get yourself a feed of fish uh, yeah today tomorrow's all looking good i think uh, we've got a little bit of a turn in the weather um <clears throat> on monday but most people are back at work man except grant yeah except grant except me yeah my only day off is it really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're lucky, eh? Hey, look, I, I don't care because, like, the, the great thing on, on a sailboat is you're generally going to get wet anyway. So if it's raining, that's just – as long as there's wind, I'm happy. Your sailboat's too small if you get wet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all wind's good for, isn't it? Sailing boats and, one, and running got, windmills, isn't it? I've, I've got a dodger. I call it a cabin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good guys. So – uh, Blakey, do the spiel. 
Tough Salamander Bait and Tackle. Salamander Bay, Salamander Way, Coles Express Service Station, 498 Well done, mate. You're on the payroll. I'm learning. <laughs> See you, Tony. Have a good See weekend. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Tony from Dust Salamander <laughs> Bait and Tackle. I tell you what, what you, you know my plan is to sail a little bit north at some stage. The one place I will be pulling into is Port Stephens, and I'll be jumping in a cab and going up to Salamander well, Bait and way, Tackle. It's a long way up the bay to get somewhere to stop and then go in from there. It's, you, yeah. You'd be surprised how big Port Stephens is when you get it's, up there. Oh, no, I, I've been there many times. I love the place. Absolutely yeah. love the place. Yeah. And I can't wait to go in and meet uh, uh, Matt and Tony. I just, they just seem like such... Decent human beings. So yeah. why wouldn't you go buy your tackle there? That's right. That's worth the effort. Go on, Sam. Hey, the boss is listening. Kieran's been texting me, telling yep. me we're doing all right. <laughs> Thanks, Kieran. I didn't know we were being marked. <laughs> hey, the weather for today, if you're thinking of heading out, Sydney Harbour, Pitwater and Botany Bay. It looks this way, west to south, westerly, below 10 knots. The wind's becoming east to southeasterly, around 10 knots in the middle of the you day. You just covered the whole compass that way? Pretty much, Yeah. That when it's variable, that's it. <laughs> and offshore, variable ten knots are becoming east to northeasterly around ten knots in the afternoon. Seas below point five, the swell will be out of the south at around about one meter. It sounds like a lot of fun. What I do want to talk about before we wrap up the program uh, today is if you buy a brand new set of bow cushions and infills <laughs> you'll get a free boat you get a free boat <laughs> you actually get it's a good deal se package which is a special edition bow cushions fusion stereo vhf radio ski pole stace deluxe cutting board burly bucket beer mini canopy and storage sock two deluxe maritime seats revolution hull design white paint of the hull deluxe sports console bow mount bracket underfloor spigots uh, Lawrence colour gps fish finder you need that grant plumb live bait tank uh, carpeted forward bunks and storage area, marine battery. It just keeps going. I've only got through about a quarter of the stuff that's on that boat. There's lots on it. It's a 499 Stace Out Crossfire, which means it's an all router. So you can go out fishing, family, towing tubes, do whatever you want to do type of thing. Worth the effort. It's 50990 But for high tide listeners, there's one only at 49990 That's $1,000 off. So if you go and see Kenny today and say, hey, I want the thing Blakey was talking about, I want my $1,000 off, please. Yeah, and it's a good fish finder too. You've got the Laurent 7 in it. I've got the Laurent 5, which is the the base model. That's right. Uh, But all the way up, it's basically, okay, the the 7's a bigger screen and it's easier to read, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But, wow, haven't they got it absolutely nailed? Around 400 bucks for the Laurent 5. And it was funny because I was watching a guy out of the United States saying, this is how, you know, how to set it up, you know, one of those introductory yeah. videos. And, uh, you know, here's it is for the chart plot, but nobody who's got the Lorenz 5 will use this as a chart plot. And I'm like, dude, we haven't met. We haven't met. And I, I love the fact that you can just buy the Navionics chip, slide it in, boom. You got to tell it it's got it in there, but you can't just slide it. When you slide it, in, you yeah, still got to tell go it to it's a section, got it. Yeah, yeah, and choose between Lawrence and um, or or Nabionics. Yeah. But and and your your updates off the the Lawrence site, you just load them onto a chip. Yeah. Switch off the off the um, the chart plotter. Switch it on. Boom! It rec- recognizes it's there. It's like an auto boot up, like yeah. the old floppy disks used to be. And pff, info gets dumped out. Not I don't. 
not sponsored by the people. I just like their product. <laughs> yeah, they got good product. It's interesting. It's like TVs. Remember, we used to think a twenty-inch TV was a big one. Yeah. Now, unless you've got a sixty-inch TV, you're not even talking yeah. to anyone, are you? Mate, I watch them go out of the hall over inlet, and they've got like bigger than the computer screen in front of you. Yeah. Sitting up on there, yeah. it's like, like I'm blind, but really. <laughs> Well, the big butter got 16-inch screens and the bar crush up north got 16-inch screens. Mm. But I, I split it up. I can do two or three different things on the one screen. Yeah. And when you're travelling long distance, I've got some FLIR cameras as well. So night time, we've got the cameras on. And we've got some cameras in the engine room around the back of the boat. So you can actually you know Monitor what's going, what's going yeah. on. How clever. Yeah. How clever. So you've got that. Then you've got your chart plotter. Then you've got the depth gauge as well. So mm. you now, can do all the bits and pieces. Yours is a fairly you know, decent-sized boat. And you can't see your motors from, from you know, up on the on the bridge. What sort of what sort of cost would a system like that be worth? Lots, <laughs> lots. I mean, is it is it something that somebody that's got you know like a half cabin cruiser with an inboard or something like could could put in at a, at a sensible price? You could, but you know you, you can see everything in something in a smaller boat type mm. thing. When you get up around twenty metres, you can't see it all. So down in the engine, which is locked away, you can leave the lights on. You've got a camera showing on down there out the back of the boat. You see if anyone's coming up behind you. So it depends on the boat you're driving and what there is. But a lot of the, the fishing boats, even the smaller ones, I'll have a screen down the back for when they're fishing, so they can watch that as well as something up from where they drive. Yeah. Or the the uh, boats with the bow riders, they'll have one up around the foot pedal or around the uh, the bow mount so they can see what's going on. Do you have fire suppression systems? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I've uh, been lucky enough to do a little bit of work with um, doing some voiceovers and putting videos together for um, some freight companies. Yeah. Uh, and their systems are just mind-blowing. You've got to have the fire suppression system because if you haven't got the cameras on, you don't know what's going on. And if it goes off, you know there's a reason for it to go off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's something. And a lot of the uh, the pocket cruisers, you get 28, 30 footers type of thing, they'll have fire suppression systems in them as well because I think it's an EU requirement. Even the uh, little bow riders, the little American bow riders that yeah. are only in the 17, 18 foot range, on the front of where the engine hatch comes in, there's a little round piece there. You can actually stick a fire extinguisher in without having to open it because if you open it up and there's a fire, you're in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, you're you want, to be, able to, stick, you want yeah. to be able to stick the extinguisher in there and kill it, get rid of the rest of the oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it just amazes me in the states. You know, they'll be heading out through, a, you know, a gnarly bar. They have nine-year-olds sitting on the bow yeah. with no jackets on. No, what? What? I will. I will say, a fire extinguisher is one of the most important bits of safety gear on a boat. And like, mm. I'm not going to stay there and fight a fire if it's a real bad one. I'm going to get wet. Yep. But um, it's a good way if there is a small problem that you can solve the issue without having to get wet. Mm. So uh, every situation is different, and you'd really need to know how to react uh, in the different situations. And because my my boat is a sleeper board. Mm-hmm. I've actually got three fire extinguishers. Yep. I've got yep. one down towards the the back where the fuel is. I've got one as you come down into the cabin, and I've got one up in the V berth. So if I'm asleep and there's a fire in front of me, I can put it out to get yeah, out. What you also want to do? It's not really a problem for you, but if you've got fuel down below or a gas stove down below, you really want to have a bilge sniffer. Yes. Yes. That, that's a must. Yes. A boat I recently looked at didn't have, and the first thing I did was ring. Uh, my partner and say, your son's a gas fitter, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the bilge I may have a project. They're definitely worth the effort. Absolutely. I, I think it's a no-brainer. On the big boat, I've got gas sniffer there, and it actually shuts down the, uh, the LPG gas. 
So if it sniffs anything, boom, off she goes. How good's that? So, uh, and and worth worth the effort and worth the money. It's like anything else in safety gear. It's worth it if you need it. That is high tide for today. Mr. Blake, thank you so much for your time. Don't forget that, that uh, Stacer is up for grabs. I had that much fun. I'm going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm eternally <laughs> grateful. Kieran, not with us today, but as he would normally say at this time of day, ladies and gentlemen, keep your eye on the sky. Safe boating, everyone. Look forward to your company tomorrow. But as sure as yabbies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end.